Good morning. Welcome back to the Broadcast Retirement Network. This is BRN AM for Monday, February 26th, 2024. And our top story today, self-driving autonomous vehicles will be the ticket out of isolation and loneliness. Joining me now to discuss this and a lot more, Frank Dalma is from the Hubert H. Humphrey School of Public Affairs at the University of Minnesota. Frank, it's great to see you. Thanks so much for joining us on the program this morning. Absolutely. Uh, glad to be here. Thanks for the invitation. Yeah, this, is, this is a very uh, fascinating topic to me. And I want to start, kind of pull back a little bit, and let's talk about some challenges that our fellow uh, Americans, maybe that have some disabilities, have uh, in, in connecting and in, in going places, especially those in rural areas. You want to start there? Uh, sure. Yeah. It, um, transportation access is a, is a fairly significant issue uh, from a policy perspective. Because uh, if you're able to drive your own car and you have your own car, you can pretty much go where you want when you want to. But uh, if you're not able to uh, have access to that car and be able to drive when you want to, you are uh, then limited to to other alternatives. Uh, and in urban areas, uh, we do have quite a few. Um, you know, transit, uh, Uber and Lyft and taxis are fairly common and so forth. But in small towns, uh, rural areas, and so forth, uh, those alternatives are not uh, really quite as available. Um, there are uh, things called you know, rural transit that uh, do their best to uh, provide a very good service. But uh, the, the just the number of users and the, and the population density doesn't really exist to create a service that is available all the time. So um, there has been a continual challenge in trying to figure out how to uh, continue to provide uh, a transportation service for that is that is almost as good, if not as good as uh, what uh, what what able-bodied people are uh, able to do. Yeah, and and also the, the services you mentioned, Lyft, uh, Uber. I don't want to taxis. I don't leave anybody out. Don't write any hate mail. Uh, but also buying your own vehicle. So they have now you can convert a traditional vehicle to allow for someone to, to drive. Those are all pretty, pretty costly, right? I mean, those are things that if you're on a modest income, which many of us are, uh, fixed income, that can be certainly a challenge as well. That's correct. Yeah, um, it's uh, it's it's not a small uh, investment to be able to own and maintain your own vehicle. So uh not everyone has the, the the savings or the ability to even finance uh, uh, that cost. And so being able to pay just for the trip uh, is a much more affordable way to, for them to uh, to, to uh, accomplish the travel that they need to do. Yeah. I want to ask you about autonomous vehicles. Where do they fit in? And I think a lot of our, the listeners, the audience is familiar with Tesla Google, others have started to develop, Apple maybe have even started to develop these autonomous vehicles. But where does that fit in here? Because in, in you know, Uber, part of the Uber cost is not only the vehicle, but it's the, the driver. The driver has to get paid. Uh, there's gasoline costs, all that kind of thing. So where does autonomous, where do autonomous vehicles fit in here? Yeah, so uh, uh, vehicle autonomy or automated vehicles, as uh, sometimes they're called because they actually in many cases need to to connect to other parts so they're not really autonomous in the in, in the real definition of the word so i'll go back and forth between those terms sure. but uh um 
Yeah, the the dream of vehicles that can drive themselves has been around for um, almost since uh, people started to have their own vehicles to to drive. Um, there's videos from the late 1930s from GM kind of promoting that uh, people will be able to safely get around in cars that are radio controlled. Um, and that has an appeal uh, in that uh, it takes away the need to be physically able to drive, to be able to bring that kind of mobility and access to, to everyone. Um, and uh, economically, um, there is an important piece to look at here, because uh, as you mentioned, you know, for Uber and Lyft, um, what you're paying for in part is the driver. Uh, but also, uh, in at least in Minnesota, uh, when you look at these rural transit services, interestingly enough, there's kind of a dichotomy going on, going on, where on the one hand, the greatest expense of operating those buses in rural areas actually is the driver. But the amount that those services are able to pay the driver tends to be less than what that driver could make driving a school bus or driving uh, a freight vehicle of some sort. So there uh, becomes not just a, a cost factor, but an availability factor. And uh, just not being able to have the people to drive the vehicle uh, when uh, a rider might want to, to use it. Yeah. And just last question before we go to a commercial break. Um, how close are we to applying this technology, the autonomy of, of getting a vehicle, uh, maybe driverless, maybe it's connected, uh, you know, however you define it, how close are we to making this a reality? Because I think in the past, I've read articles where there's been some challenges making this happen, but there may be some case studies where it's actually been deployed successfully. Yeah, uh, currently we're at uh, uh, what the greatest we're at is what we call level four, which is the idea that the vehicle can drive itself in certain situations. Um, level five is where the vehicle can go from point A to point B, virtually any point A to any point B um, by itself. So yeah. we currently do need to have uh, human drivers for uh, a number of trips um or human uh, attendance to be able to make sure that uh, you're able to complete the trip as you want to um but uh, the ability for the vehicle to go on uh its own set path is uh, becoming um uh, something that is more and more possible uh within those those certain parameters and so uh, i think we'll continue to see that uh, progress as uh, as the technology gets good it's interesting that the um the greatest factor actually is other human drivers um, <laughs> dealing with uh, with with uh, snow, dealing with other obstacles, dealing with stop signs. The the technology is doing all right trying to pick those up, but uh, trying to predict what another human's going to do has been uh, their 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 current uh, greatest uh, challenge. Well, I think we've been dealing with that issue since the beginning of mankind. But Frank, I want to take a very quick break. I want to pick this up on the other half of the commercial break. When we come back, we'll talk more about applying autonomous vehicles to rural areas and a lot more. You're going to want to stay tuned right here on BRN AM. Imagine a new television network that will make you richer healthier and in control of your financial future. 
This network is for the policewoman in Nashville, Tennessee, the baker in Dubuque, Iowa, the teacher in Lexington, Kentucky. We want to make the idea of savings and retirement culturally relevant. But what do you see as a defining issue of the midterms? Especially for the smaller businesses, I mean, they are the lifeblood of the American economy. Featuring exclusive interviews, current affairs, and docu-series. 33 yeah. years old, you retired early. The philosophy is money only matters if it helps you live a life that you love. But you gotta start thinking about retirement as soon as you get in. The Broadcast Retirement Network will drive very high engagement with premium partnerships. So this isn't retirement and savings for your parents or grandparents. This is for all Americans. And we're gonna change the way you think about money. Welcome to the next frontier of retirement and savings. This is BRN, the Broadcast Retirement Network. Frank, thanks so much for staying with us. Really appreciate you hanging around for segment number two this morning. Absolutely. A really interesting discussion. And I think, as you said, the technology is there. I mean, there are vehicles today that you, have, you can keep your, car, your hands off the wheel. Yeah, I was just looking at, I think it was like Chevy Tahoe has that ability. There are probably other manufacturers that do that. Let's talk about Go Marty because this is a, a proven case study. Can you tell us about that and how it works in the Grand Rapids uh, transit system and the Grand Rapids area? Right. So, uh, so, so Go Marty is a, uh, a pilot uh, transportation service uh, in uh, Grand, Grand Rapids, Minnesota area. Uh, if folks don't know, it's uh, up in the north central part of the state, uh, not too far, but not all the way to the headwaters of the Mississippi. Um, it uh, has a, a very good rural transit service uh, called the, the um, uh, operated by the, the Arrowhead Regional Development Commission. And uh, uh, you, if you go up to Grand Rapids, you'll see their vehicles. Um, but they, uh, for the reasons that we talked about a little bit earlier, um, operate basically on a uh, eight to five um, Monday through Friday. Uh, I might not be perfect, but, you know, basically a, a, a restricted schedule. And I've been uh, involved in uh, a number of studies up in that area over the last 10 to 15 years where we've tried to get at that question of how can you uh, help people be able to have some mobility uh, without always re relying on on friends or relatives outside of those times that are uh, covered by the, the transit service. And uh, so we've talked about a number of, of different solutions, uh, you know, places where you could uh, meet to carpool or uh, uh, kind of virtual ride board, things like that. But the opportunity uh, to deploy uh, connected and automated technology um, brings the um, uh, a, a new element and opportunity uh, because uh, it brought some flexibility for the timing. Uh, they're able to uh, operate their vehicles and they've got uh, five uh, Toyota Sienna minivans right now, three of which are uh, accessible for uh, people with disabilities. Um, they're able to adjust the time to start later in the day and operate uh, into the evening uh, uh, several days a week, which uh, complements the existing service uh, rather than competes with it. And uh, it uh, uh, creates the opportunity to show that you can create with the new 
with the use of technology, a supplemental transit service, uh, even in a small town setting that uh, helps bring some new freedom to uh, folks who are otherwise uh, just using a, a more limited service. Yeah, I want to I want to uh, focus on that. Uh, the liber- I, I call it liberty, freedom. Um, how liberating is this for the individuals that use the service? So just talking about Grand Rapids um, and these Sienna vehicles that are not autonomous, they're automated, I guess, is what we want to refer. But how liberated do these people feel? I, I have imagined that they feel they're not tied down any longer. Right. It creates a, a new opportunity for them to to go out and about. One of their uh, their biggest champions uh, talks about how she's able to, and, and she uses a wheelchair, how she's able to uh, go see her grandkids uh, do a, a, a show at the high school or uh, be involved with her church, church youth group on a, on a weekend, uh, Sunday afternoon, something like that, or even be able to go to church on Sunday morning. Uh, those are some things that have been uh, real, uh, real benefits uh, for folks in the area. Now, let's talk about this is obviously a pilot or a, um, one of a few programs in the area. How do, you, how do you leverage this and apply it across all of Minnesota? Or yeah, and, the nation, well, by the way, and the nation. And the but nation, let's yeah. Focus, um, let's focus well, on Minnesota. Know, uh, you know, first, I should mention that it's... Uh, uh, not something that's exclusively happening in Minnesota. There are uh, other pilots uh, happening elsewhere in, in somewhat different flavors, but uh, all kind of, um, uh, there, there's a number of, of ways that it's been aimed to try and improve mobility and access. Um, and uh, it's a, a matter of being able to bring all the right stakeholders on board, get people behind the idea that uh, this, you know, this does have some significant startup costs. Um, also, to identify where the um, uh, the the, if you will, the market is. Where how do you serve the people that are going to need it? Um, get uh, get get uh, uh, the existing transportation planners, the city officials, everybody behind the idea that you're going to have. Uh, this new service come in. Um, the uh, the Go Marty project uh, has obtained some additional grants to uh, extend and uh, and expand their service uh, actually out to uh, other areas. Uh, they'll be able to access uh, a food shelf on the edge of town, also a uh, community college that's a little bit further out, uh, being able to uh, to reach some new audiences there. Um, and uh, and and so it's a matter of uh, both. Um, you know, if you will, human capital and and economic capital to uh, to bring this forward. But uh, as we saw in Grand Rapids, if you do it right, uh, people will use the service. And the greatest complaint that uh, we observed with Go Marty was that people said it doesn't come out to where I am yet. And uh, and when's that going to happen? And uh, that's a sign that you've created something that uh, folks would like to see more of. Yeah, certainly demand. And then it just comes to when you're I'm not a city planner. Uh, but you have to figure out, as you said, where the demand is, where people are, and economically doesn't make sense. Frank, we're going to have to leave it there. Really interesting. And uh, really appreciate you joining us in the program. We look forward to having you back again very soon. It was my pleasure. Thanks so much. And that wraps up this episode of BRNAM. Have a topic of interest. Someone you think we should talk to, drop us a line. And don't forget, for all the latest curated news and lifestyle, wellness, finance, tech, so much more in all in one place. Check out today's edition of our daily newsletter, The Morning Pulse. Want to search our archives, check out our latest content? Well, 
visit our website. Hey, we're back again tomorrow with another edition of BRN AM. We'll have a very special guest and of course, an important topic. Until then, I'm Jeff Snyder. Stay safe, keep on saving, and don't forget, roll with the changes. Now is your opportunity to co-create content around any topic on the first lifestyle and wellness network. Reach a global audience through our platform and co-own exclusive branded content. All of our programs are available on demand and also as audio only podcasts so you can take us on the go. Broadcast Retirement Network, available anytime, anywhere, and on any device.